0: Welcome to the Flourish Conference podcast. Each spring, women from all over the country gather together at our annual conference to learn, grow, and flourish together as a community. Here is the recording from one of our sessions at our 2023 conference. All right, let's just start with prayer. Lord, we love you, and I just submit myself to you right now, Lord, to be an instrument. Father, that you would take what you've shown me in your journey, in my journey. And Lord, this is about these ladies here, that you would use what you have shown me, God, to minister further healing and peace to their hearts. In the name of Jesus, come and move in this place. Lord, we long to engage you in this area And we give this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. I should have gotten my Kleenex before. (laughs) Just in case. Just in case. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know you all, but I love you dearly. And we have a heart connection here. Um, You know, I know this isn't the session you really want to have. Get to go to How you, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as you read those titles It's like, I want to go to the marriage one I want to go to the happily married one And yet, here you are And the Lord is going to use this in a special way yeah, amen. In your life amen. Um, And I, I just want to tell you that A lot of what I'm going to be sharing today is going to come out of my journey through the trauma of divorce. That may be your story as well. It may be just trauma in another form. As you heard Mary just speak, so many kinds of trauma enter our life. So if I say something that's specific to divorce, just apply that, if you will, to your situation because trauma is trauma it is the entrance through which Satan can just wreck our lives if we don't stand up and do something about it and take that ground and so that's what we're going to be talking about today so if it doesn't specifically apply adjust it and make it apply so here we are each one of you at different levels of healing in regards to your divorce or trauma, but every one of you has a story, and every one of you, your story is so precious to the Lord. You have known rejection, abandonment, disappointment, sadness, great pain. Maybe you are even in a place today of numbness, You're in the right place. We're going to talk about getting to a greater level of healing, how the Lord's going to walk you through that, and He will transform you by His Holy Spirit. I'll tell you a quick version of my story. I was married for 25 years the first time. It was a very difficult marriage to say the least. I then opted for divorce... I was single for nine years. Now I am married to Kent Grimes, an NRP pastor. Brother Rod introduced us. He is a great matchmaker, by the way. And I've been married to him for almost 12 years. And I now enjoy a marriage that is precious and peaceable and God-centered. But today, I'm going to speak... Out of that first marriage Where I, like many of you, knew great rejection, abandonment um, Having to live with adultery and abuse of every kind After years of counseling, pursuing being a godly wife But lack of repentance on the other part's end God released me from that marriage And I initiated divorce after 25 years Some might say I was a slow learner. (laughs) From very early on in our marriage, I had biblical grounds for divorce. But I wanted our family to be together. And I had hope in Jesus Christ. And I knew he could change hearts and redeem. Yes, he can. And he will. I prayed I read every book on being an excellent wife, and I can stand before you with a clear conscience and say I was an excellent wife. And in hindsight, though, I realized that we did not always have the right kind of counseling. And I just want you to know that right counseling is very, very important. Also needed is that both parties must always be truthful, humble, teachable, submitted to God, with a willingness to stop sinning and to walk in God's ways. And after 25 years, the sin of adultery and abuse continued. And that is when I just cried out to the Lord, Father, what would you have me do? 25 years is a long time to pray about something. And let me just say, I am not an advocate of giving it 25 years, okay? My message to women who are in an abusive situation, and a faithful situation, you fight hell for that marriage. But there comes a time, and it was God who released me, and He said, I... Am releasing you, That's right. yeah. and I couldn't believe it. My parents divorced when I was ten years old. I never wanted to have that happen in my own life. I never wanted my children to go through that. I fought hell for that marriage, but there comes a time, and when God releases you, then I knew that it was time that that could not be allowed to continue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all that counseling had been about keeping the family together, mm-hmm. keeping the marriage together. Mm-hmm. Now I'm divorced. Now what? Right. Come on. <laughs> now what? So I'm going to share with you what I have learned and how I find healing and victory over trauma And I want to tell you that what I've learned did not come from any book I read, because I don't think I read any books on what now. Didn't come from any counseling, because I don't remember getting specific counseling on now you're divorced, so. And so I wish there was something out there. I wish that what the Lord has shown me to share with you after much prayer Could have been something that I could have heard at that point. I know it would have helped me. And so I'm going to share out of that what now so that you can use it in your journey and the Lord will use it in your heart. Now, I have a lot to say in a very short amount of time. So I'm going to fly through this where really I'd love to just pour out my heart on each one of these segments, but I'm going to give you because of time the points that the Lord gave me. But you submit that to God and you pray about it and you ask Him to bring that to life in you and He will do that. So the first thing I want to say to you no matter what you've been through this is very important your life is not over. It may feel like you destroyed my life. Whether you say that to a person or the devil, the author of that. You ruined my life. Or I gave you the best years of my life. I've said that. <laughs> oh, guess what? You'll know by the end. The Lord redeems. Yeah. Amen. The Lord redeems. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. No. No. The best years of your life are what happens when brokenness is brought to the Lord and He redeems. So, your life is not over, but you must pursue healing. It's just not going to come upon you. You must pursue it. Okay? I want to call you up, ladies. You do not have to be destroyed by any hardship. You can know joy and freedom. The enemy wants to keep you in this place, a place of sadness, or you're overwhelmed, or your thoughts are consumed with your pain, maybe even feeling always like you're the victim. Don't stay in that place. You cannot heal from what you won't deal with. You will get stuck, and that will define your life. Don't do it. I am not saying to you, move on, get over it. I've heard that. I'm not saying that to you. I am saying, grieve. If you need to grieve, grieve. I have wailed before the Lord. I never knew what wailing was all about. Until one day, I was so crushed and so broken that sounds came out of me that I've never heard before. I was bent over walking through my house and praying and crying out to the Lord. I've never, I could not stand up. I wailed before the Lord. Grieve because there is loss and trauma. There's loss and divorce. Grieve before the Lord, wail before Him, let Him tend to your bruises, because you have bruises. Mm. But, don't get stuck there. And then, cast your care upon the Lord, because what? He cares cares for you. He meets you in that place. And then, I call you to get up. Get up. I love the story of Hannah. She wept in anguish before the Lord. Anguish over being childless. She suffered ridicule at the hands of another. How does that feel? She poured out her heart before God in the temple. And then she, what? Rose up. She rose up and she worshiped. And God met her in that place, didn't he? He is faithful. He is here to meet you in that this place where you are today. You are going to leave here and not be the same. I also love the story of the two lepers in 2 Kings 7. They were dying. There was a famine in the land. They were separated from their from all the other people because they were lepers. They were hurting, they were hungry, they were desperate. And then they looked at each other, and you know what they said? Why sit here until we die? Why are we going to just sit here and suffer? Ladies, don't do that. They got up, they found abundance And provision, not only for themselves, but for all of Israel. Look how the Lord restores. Pursue healing and freedom. Healing is a process. It takes time. But in the healing process, there is always forward movement. It's like a current. It can be slow, it can be quick, but there's forward movement. Give it time, but process every piece and part of it with God. Jesus is there to meet you in your place of brokenness. Out of the scriptures, Psalm 147.3, Isaiah 61, one. Sorry. <laughs> Psalm 147.3, Isaiah 61, one and 3. The Lord speaks to us. He heals the brokenhearted. He gives beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Worship lifts the spirit of heaviness. Mary just spoke of it. I thought, yes, yes, you may not feel like it. That's not what it's about. It's not about you. Put on the worship music and put your focus on the Lord and take it off of all this. And the spirit of heaviness you will see lifted. Matthew 18, 28 through 30. The Lord says to us, come to me. Come. If you're weary, come. What will you find? He is gentle and humble and Cry out to the Lord. I love Psalm 107. Read Psalm 107 and look at what is going on with the Israelites. They're always in some place of desperation, brokenness. And then, and after you read about that, and there are several sections, several times this happened, after you read about that, then it says, And then they cried out unto the Lord in their trouble, and they were delivered. I love how David in the Psalms was gut-level honest with God. He always came to Him, poured out His heart. He told Him of His troubles. He told Him how He felt. But then it says, and then I looked unto the sanctuary. Then I looked. And then my hope was in God. You have to look into the sanctuary. You have to look where God is. You have to look for Him in that. And you will find Him and your hope will rise. He must be the one who walks through that process with you. And you may feel very alone. But you are not alone. You are not alone You have to remind yourself of that. Divorce for me felt very shameful. I just felt the weight of shame. There was a time when my husband, my first husband, was put under church discipline. He was put under church discipline. I felt like our whole family was put under church discipline. I'm not saying they did anything wrong in that way. I'm just saying I felt the shame. Shame had been brought upon our family. I felt the shame of that, the weight of that. I remembered that after divorce that I still felt such shame. I remember the First time I met Rod Aguilar, I believe it was, and he had come to my home church, and he was doing a marriage conference, and he just met me in the, in the aisle, and he said, are you coming to the marriage conference he and Mary were doing? And I said, no. And I, hear me first. I want to say, I love marriage. I loved being married. Not the circumstances, but I love marriage. I'm for marriage, probably why I fought it for so long. So, I love marriage conferences. He said, are you coming to the marriage conference? I said, no. And he says, oh, why not? I said, because I'm divorced. And um, anyway, that kind of led to him getting to know me better. And he knew Kent and years later... We ended up being married. So, but I'm telling you, I had to say, because I'm divorced. And at that moment, I have, you should be familiar, right, with the book, The Scarlet Letter, yeah. the scarlet A for adultery that had to be worn on the cloak. I felt like I was wearing a scarlet D. I was marked for life. I would do the walk of shame. Wherever I went, that's how I felt. But the Lord, he's so redemptive because, you know, I just took that to him. This is how I feel, Lord. I am so ashamed, and I feel, I just have this big D stamped on me. And he says, oh, no, no, no. Divorce is not what identifies you. Your identification is in me. In fact, you are marked. You are marked mine. You are mine. You are mine. You are mine. You are marked by the Lord Jesus Christ. It's stamped upon you. You are mine. You belong. You know, if, if divorce is your story... You feel like, who, who am I without now? I'm all by myself. Who, who am I? I don't belong. In, no, you do. You belong to the Lord. You are not on your own. i got to go through these things quickly now. It is not to your benefit to nurse it, curse it, or rehearse it. Instead, disperse it. Okay. You're not going to nurse it, which means I'm going to hold on to the victim. You're not going to curse it, which is to be angry and deal with rage. You're not going to rehearse it, review it over and over in your mind. That feeds it and keeps it alive. Instead, disperse it and pursue healing. It is not to your benefit to be desperate, ladies, to react, to run to another man to meet your need. Do not let your loneliness drive you to a desolate place of regret. Do not. It could very well be that you're not thinking clearly, (laughs) right? You're in the place of emotions. Do not do that. Loneliness is real. Psalm 2710 says, though, Even if your mother And your father forsake you, the Lord will take care of you. Do not look to a man to make you complete or whole, to fill a void that only Jesus can and will fill in you. And if you do meet someone in God's timing that the Lord brings you to for marriage, you do not want to be needy and broken. You want to be able to present yourself whole and healed and not be looking for them to fill all those places. And you want them to be whole and healed. Do not be in a hurry to date. And do not date unsaved men. Don't even wade in those waters. Set your standards high. Let the Lord set your standards. In fact, instead of just looking for a man, just run to Jesus. Yes. And if he brings you someone wonderful, and that's my story, then praise God. Amen. <clears throat> know, that, know how God sees you. Know your great value. Amen. It's very important that you find that in Christ, that you are fulfilled in him, that you don't need anyone. I don't need a man to make me happy. I don't need a man for me to walk in joy and freedom. I need the Lord. And if you get that also, fabulous. But let the Lord be the one that fills every part In my journey, someone suggested I read the Boundaries book. It's just called Boundaries by John Townsend and Henry Cloud. Strongly recommend that. I read that way late in my journey. I was trying to establish a safe place for myself within my marriage. And honestly, I don't know if this is in that book the Holy Spirit, while I was reading it, just spoke on top of those words. But there's a section in there, and I will always treasure it, where God said to me, He said, you are my unique creation. Every part of you is formed and fashioned by me. Don't let anyone else put down what I have done in you. And so, I mean, I... Sort of knew who I was in Christ, but that just quickened to me a higher value than I had placed myself. I had allowed the trauma to just press me down, and the Lord called me up, and he reminded me, You are cherished, precious, accepted, redeemed, a child of mine, a chosen people for my own possession, said the Lord. I live in you. I love you. I gave myself for you. You are my friend, says God. You are a fellow heir. You are blessed and you are purchased by my blood. Don't let anyone rob you of that. Do you long to be treasured by someone Are you searching for someone's love to make you complete? Know Jesus. Know, come to know, the depth, height, breadth, and love of God. He pursues you. He cherishes you. He is enough. And if everything is stripped away, everything. But you know that? That's all you need. That's all you need. Stay close to the Lord through His Word. I loved hanging out in the Psalms, especially Psalm 119 says. Your word has, and these are just a few things from it. Your word has caused me to hope. Your word is my comfort in affliction. Your word has given me life. Your statues have been my songs. Unless your law had been my delight, I would have perished in the affliction. I love Psalm 119 verse 74 said, Those who fear you will be glad when they see me because I have hoped in your word. And I thought, what does that mean? But you know when you're going through stuff and you're under it and you're around people and sometimes all you want to do is be down and grumble and complain and whine and be a victim. Okay. Okay. The Lord changes all that through his word. The word changes me. And this tells me those who fear you will be glad when they see me. Other people will notice that you have been transformed. Forgive. So important. Forgive or you hold yourself in prison. Forgive and release them, those who have hurt you. This is not for them. They are still accountable to God. This is about you. You are releasing yourself from being their judge, their yeah. punisher, from being tied to your own bitterness. Forgiveness is not necessarily reconciliation. doesn't mean that you embrace them and bring them back to that same place yeah. in your life that they held before. But sometimes you have to be together in family functions. We had children that had family, that had ball games. We have had grandchildren eventually that had birthday parties we'd be at. Read the Boundaries book, walk in forgiveness with healthy boundaries, and forgive yourself. You most likely didn't do everything right. Maybe you didn't do a lot right. Maybe you just did a little bit that wasn't right. Make sure that you've gone before the Lord and you've repented. You've asked for forgiveness. And you have received forgiveness. That's a step we forget a lot. Receive forgiveness. And quit beating yourself up about it. If you've done those things, quit being mad at yourself. Make the decision I will not let bitterness take root in my heart. Bitterness is a sin. It destroys life. Key elements of bitterness, unresolved anger, inability to grieve, and a lack of control. I want to tell you a story of my own uh, bitterness I, that I succumbed to. I had to take my vacuum cleaner in to be repaired. I went to pick it up and across the counter the repairman handed me my vacuum cleaner and he was just having a day and who knows what his issues were but he had a lot of disrespect for women for sure and he said something very smart aleck to me i was just coming in to pick up my vacuum cleaner and and it really it just i just hit me hard now Maybe that isn't really the right perspective, because I don't know if I was thinking clearly at that time, but I'm telling you that when he handed that to me and said what he did, I was fuming. Soon after that, I was in line at a convenience store, and this man in front of me was he was unkempt, he, had on, he was dirty, he had on a holy T-shirt, and he turned around and he thought he would make my day and say so something flirtatious to me. And I thought, you have no idea. I want to kill you right now. you got to be kidding, that that would make my day. I was so angry that before I got out of that line... I had already conjured up in my mind this I Hate Men t-shirt business. I know there's a market for it. It was fabulous. I'm still in the line. My mind is wrong. I had the picture for the front of the t-shirt. It was going to be a man laying down in the dirt with his face down in the dirt, my foot on his it would say, I hate men. I had that in my mind that fast. Never thought of it before, but I do think there's a business for it, but not going to go there. I marched back to my car, slammed that door, and I was ready to explode on the whole inside of that car. And then God arrested me, and I shuddered and I said what is happening to me what is happening and the Lord gently spoke I'm going to try to wrap this up the Lord gently spoke because he's so kind and understanding he said you have been so deeply hurt that these triggers brought up deep emotional pain and he showed me through that that the wounds are still there And he wanted to heal him. And he reminded me of the truth that not all men are devils. (laughs) So, again, I probably didn't have accurate perspective. But you know how they say you can be bitter or better? Those are the choices. Thank you. There is a righteous anger in Ephesians 4.26. You must be angry without sinning, though. I have been angry at the devil. Put it in its right place. I've been angry at the devil, and I've kicked many things, many moving boxes, etc., around in Jesus' name. But Romans 12, 19 commands us not to seek revenge, but instead let God avenge and guard your heart against that sin of bitterness. Root it up, if you see it, Root it up. Your friends? Let them hold you accountable. Break the soul tie. If you don't know what that means, let your pastor, pastor's wife, help you understand what that's about. That person may still be in your life, but breaking the soul tie breaks a heart attachment. What that meant for me is that I was no longer striving for his approval. I was no longer struggling to be emotionally stable around him. And I got set free to be in the same room without suffering. Be intentional. Make new memories. Serve. Don't isolate. That's a big temptation. Go to church. Connect with friends. Friends who will call you up. Point you to Christ. Pray in the Holy Spirit and comfort others with the comfort that you've been given. There's a lot of other women who really could use someone to hang out with, be a friend with, pray with, go do something fun with. Don't sit around, nurse it, curse it, and rehearse it with, but who will call you up to Christ. I want to wrap up with telling you this, suffering produces character and hope. It, produce, it can, can produce great things in you. The Lord redeems all. Joel 1 4. With the chewing locust left, the Israelites and their plague with locusts. With the chewing locust left, the swarming locust has eaten. With the swarming locust left, the crawling locust has eaten. With the crawling locust left, the consuming locust has eaten. Do you feel like that's kind of everything's chewed up? And then Joel 2 happens. Verse 12, Joel 2. Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart. And then Joel 2, 25 to 27. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust. It's all redeemed. All. And you shall eat plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. Amen. And my people shall never be put to shame. Amen. And then you will know that I am in the midst of you, and I am the Lord your God, and there is no other, and my people shall never be put to shame. Amen. 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 Ooh. All right. Wow. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I went over. Let me just pray for you real quick. I want to pray over you a long time, but I'm going to pray for you real quick. Lord God, let this word bring forth good fruit, peaceable fruit, action, movement towards healing, restoration, redemption, being whole in you. Lord God, may every woman in this room know that no matter what their history has been, that is the past. And you are creating a new way a new road for them. You're giving them a new history. Lord, you are healing their hearts and you are making them beautiful, beautiful before you, God, as they surrender their heart to you. Lord, I know that you will meet them in your journey. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can continue to learn, grow, and flourish with us as a community of women by visiting nrpflourish.com. There you will find information on our Facebook group, our weekly Flourish podcast with Penny c and our 2024 Flourish dates. For more information about NRP and other conferences that we have going on throughout the year, visit nrpastors.com. We can't wait to see you at one of our conferences soon.